go. All right. Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. Also, classes with Melissa, online and self-guided, intuitive energy work, transitional therapy, and compassionate touchpoint therapy, and more. And the Herbal Paw Pet Apothecary. Tailored for the individual pet, phone consultations, history gathering, and the home of the Herbal First Aid Kit. Now, let's get this tea party started. Oh my goodness! Hello! 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 hello. It feels like it's been forever! <laughs> I know! I know! We just spent a week together in a... a, a actually a very nice hotel room yeah actually it was really nice we had come home from the uh, groom expo west and needed a whole week to recover so that's why you didn't see us last thursday and then um we're just kind of winging it now we're still recovering because we're we're older ladies we're not young spring chickens and we needed that extra rest all of you vendors that uh go to shows every show all year long Holy cow, you have to have a callus for that because that's a lot. (laughs) That was a lot. And it was the first time that for me that I've ever had to do like the full setup, tear down, you know, just all Mm -hmm. of it. Um, I've I've demoed for other people at their booth, but I've never like actually been in charge and so um isn't it fun though isn't it, it nice was. to be able to do what you want to do say what you want to yeah. say sit when you want to sit it's yeah. good stuff i it like was. it, it <laughs> so we we are that's our topic is our our uh, recap oh yeah um, i'll put it in there even before we take our sips how about yeah. that just because bam we just jumped right into it we're just yeah. all off kilter it'll take we really are this is our, april and we're still recovering <laughs> this is our this is my sip for today because i need yeah. hydrated okay yes, mm. me too and it's just a little orange water and that's mm-hmm. all it is um, that's all yeah. oh, i just need hydrated and, I'm and make still, sure you're taking your magnesium. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, that's what I was 
Okay, I'm I've got this filled with water and the the what are those? The essential minerals and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. trace minerals trace and all water. that in there. And mm -hmm. I've just been I've just been trying so hard to make sure that I get it in. Mm -hmm. Um because unfortunately, uh, Michelle had to help me with my feet were cramping from so much walking and carrying all the heavy stuff and doing all that. My poor toes were just like, oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. My little princess feet were like, we well, can't handle this. So, mm -hmm. and um, they were being very princessy. You forget to drink water. You forget, you know, you have coffee, you have tea, you have other things, but. Um, and if you drink a lot of water, a lot of times we forget to take our magnesium, which we're mm -hmm. deficient. Everybody on this planet is magnesium deficient because we use it up. But remember, it's responsible for over 600 different uh, and more, 600 different that we know about uh, processes in the body. And one of them is to, to lessen cramping and to help you sleep right. and help you go to the bathroom. So, I mean, those are really important. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> you really need to make sure that you're taking your magnesium. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, 599 of those problems I'm exhibiting oh, at this point yeah. <laughs> the time. So, we did. So, we took a huge walk to go get her some trace minerals, too. Yeah. Because I didn't have any with me. So, uh, uh, now. how did you feel about Groom Expo West? I feel fantastic. I got to see so many old friends and meet a bunch of new ones and talk about all the stuff I've been doing. So, I mean, it, it was, I think it was a hit. I, I loved it. It was tiring and we drove yeah. back and forth. Yeah, we didn't fly. And, uh, but I think it went well. I think it went great. I, I mean, it was just amazing to, to just do a girl's trip even. Just you and I, and then of course Aaron, who corralled oh, us. And shout out to Aaron Stang for being the very best booth worker, oh colleague, friend, everything, caregiver, everything. Yeah. <laughs> and all around Girl Friday. She is the best. <laughs> it was just, um, it wouldn't have been the same without Aaron there because she really held things together. The um, the first day of the show. Um, obviously she works as your assistant as well. So she knows your products and she knows, mm -hmm. you know, all your information and everything. Um, not so much mine, but she was a trooper, man. I'd be like, I have to pee. And Oh, she just cross stream so well. She's yeah, like, she oh, and let me show you these herbs and stuff. Uh -huh. and the blah. <laughs> She yeah. was on it and she did not stammer or anything. And, mm -hmm. um, and God bless her beautiful heart. She just really, really gave she steps up. up. Yeah. yeah. She just steps up. She just gets it done. I love that about her. Yep. Uh, so mm -hmm. she was, she was awesome. And, um, if you are on the East coast and you're a groomer and you, you haven't been to that Pasadena show, Groom Expo West, you really should try to budget to be able to attend it um, one year. It's it's really a nice show, and it's frequented by quite a few uh, 
well-known uh competitive groomers that you can get oh, to see. yeah absolutely you get to see and they are so friendly and you are able yeah. to talk to them and look at their dogs and learn what their critiques were on the stage right um, it's it's really really good and i know that the east coast is quite saturated with grooming people and shows and stuff like that but I think it's really good to spread your horizon and see how the other half lives. Yeah. You know, I think the California people should go to some of the East Coast shows and vice versa. And vice versa, yeah. And there are so many new shows in between now that are popping up. Uh, the next one I'm going to be at is Teton, which is going to take place in Utah. So it's not really Teton, but we didn't want to change the name or they right. didn't. I'm not in charge of it. Uh, but they didn't want to change the name. So they kept the name, but it's in uh, Salt Lake City, I do believe. So that's going to be really fun. And, and then you're also there. doing Rocky Mountain, which is just I am the second year as well for that. Yeah. So that's going to be really fun. So there's which one is, coming in May, a, one coming in July. It was a really great show. I did it. I did Rocky Mountain last year as well. And it was really a nice show. I mean, um, Tina did an amazing job and uh, for a first time ever putting on a show. Mm -hmm. So um, and they have a well. Not to mention you, but um, they have quite the lineup also. I know. I'm really excited. It's like, such wow, a variety. Yeah. I was like, that's a good lineup. Yeah. yeah. And the Teton show, actually, it's being considered for the first time, uh, even though this is its third year. Right. Uh, Quincy Cole is heading it up. And uh, I'm going to be headlining there and doing the uh, full day of skin and coat classes. Nice. Um, but there, I guess her theme was to have education for the everyday groomer. So everybody was hand selected. It's just not, they didn't just throw it together. She handpicked everybody so that they would fit into the scheme of an everyday groomer. Right. So I thought that was a really, really thoughtful. Nice, yeah. Really yeah. nice, thoughtful process of putting yeah. that show together. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think sometimes the everyday groomer gets a little lost in the, in the show circuit because mm -hmm. it's, it's geared to a lot of specialty things, right? Like competitive grooming and creative, and creative right? And, and a lot of people are going for their masters or for some kind of a certification, right? Um, so there is all those things, but uh, right, I think that the everyday groomer, I mean, it's fun to watch those people at their best and oh, win their yeah. awards and stuff. It's exciting and amazing, and really astonishing to see how they have perfected their craft Absolutely. you know really beautiful grooms um but i do believe the 90 percent is a little bit underserved you know we want to be the best at what we can do for the dogs that we see you know because a lot of us don't compete or show or right. you know do any of that stuff so it's hard to to go to a show uh that has just all that stuff and how do you how do you morph that into something you can use when you go back home <clears throat> I think well, it can be trip. overwhelming too. I mean, I've heard that um, mm -hmm. there's so much to see and so much to do. And um, how do you fit that into what you're actually going to take the time to see and do that is actually going to benefit you when you get back home and go back to work. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things where you have to balance out well, I'm interested in this, but I need to get this and mm -hmm. kind of try to balance that out with the way that the, the classes are. And right. the nice thing about that is that even if you just go to the trade show mm -hmm. and you don't take any of the classes, which 
I think sometimes that's the best way to do your very first show so that you can kind of just take the time to walk a show and watch mm-hmm. the competitions and all that. There's so much going on on that showroom floor. Right. There's demos and people yeah. talking. And even all of the, the major booths uh, do have somebody there to talk about their product right. and how you use it when you take it back home and, and they have personal experience with it. So, I mean, it's really something to just talk to everybody yeah. and get their take on what their product is and get your feel of what you want to use or what you want to try next. Right. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity to learn a lot about um products and your hard tools you get to put them in your hand and really feel them and see if that's something that you want to invest in or maybe hand stripping knives you've never hand stripped before maybe that's a a good opportunity to see what fits your hand better so i mean it's it's an amazing way to uh to explore what the grooming industry has to offer well for a lot of uh, of everyday groomers um we we get to see things online but we don't get to actually experience them so it's like things like um understanding a a shear that's fitted for your hand Mm -hmm. or you know or understanding the difference between now it used to be uh like trimmers used to just be one pretty much one company and Mm -hmm. now there's so many different companies out there that you can look at them and they've changed the shapes of them to make them more ergonomic to fit Mm -hmm. different different hand sizes even right aaron just purchased a new one that i'd never heard of the brand and i'm sorry that i'm old and i can't remember what the brand is because i would shout you out on here i think it's i think it's joyzy I'm I don't know. If, I'm not sure if it is or not. Anyway, they have a clipper that is cordless that weighs just just a little bit over nine ounces, which is what the lightest and this uh, five speed weighs right. corded. That is amazing, and I put it in my hand and kind of cut hair on her dog when I saw her last uh, on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, man, if this were available when I was younger, you know what I mean? And she's like, I know it is so quiet. I just love it. <laughs> and I know. So I, I, I want really to get interesting her, to, get to have feedback that. on it because I'm uh, I don't generally groom with a clipper anymore because my hands can't hold it. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to just use the trimmer with the clip with clip combs unless I have to do something heavy. Um, right like a heavier job, but like you saw me holding Juju a minute ago, that's about the size of the dogs that I do. So I can get away with, with working with that. Although I do have uh, a couple of uh, mini doodles that I work on that are a little bit bigger, but um, Mm -hmm. other than that, most of mine are in the itty bitty category. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, I got a, I got five dogs that I groom per year at various times, depending on where their grooming falls. So my one and only uh, one that I groom from my home, she's a very dear friend. I've been through a couple of dogs with her. Uh, she's coming and I, I think her poodle weighs maybe two or three pounds. Oh. Like that's it. Then that's enough. My hand hurt after I'm done with her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine being still in the game and i know people older than me are still grooming uh i just couldn't take it i had to step back yeah i i just have a a handful of clients that i do at home and then um and then i teach Mm -hmm. and i'm in the classroom teaching grooming so it's um obviously i'm i'm grooming but not in the sense that i'm grooming like if i worked in a regular 
you know, salon. Right. Um, I'm, I'm doing half of a face, you know, sure. you're, and, you're, you're an instructor. I mean, right. that's what yeah. you do. So, so, yeah. but I'm still, you know, and the corded clippers because the students, they get those bricks. I mean, that's what the, you have to learn with those. They're heavy duty. They mm-hmm. can handle you dropping them and the dogs kicking them off the table and all the things that happen mm-hmm. with them. Until you there learn is, how to protect your tools. Exactly. <laughs> there is a purpose for that. You know? It's like you're not going to give a kindergartner a $400 sable paintbrush right. to start out with, you know, with watercolors. Right. Um, so it's, um, it's the same thing, you know, you, you get those, and I think about it all the time. I think, oh, this thing is so heavy and this is so hard to work with, with the cord, but my brain is, is ahead of where their brain is. And so I'm not doing, I, I've broken habits of, you know, leaving my stuff on the table and, um, so, but I, I struggle with the regular clippers. My hands just don't want to hold it anymore. It's so, it's so heavy and bulky. Hmm. And then the cords are always yeah. in the way. And sometimes even the shape of them, if you have yeah. to use somebody else's clippers and they're not the same shape as the one that you're used to using, that makes your hand ache. Like it's and ridiculous. I, just, I missed that. <laughs> I missed that. Um, being at the show, when you have a booth, you have to be in the booth. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did miss that. Um, being able to go out and touch and feel and see everything that was new. Um, if I did have to run to the, the restroom, um, I would quickly find different ways to get there so that mm-hmm. I could kind of see what was going on here and there. But for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, you, you have to be in your, you know, in your space to talk to mm-hmm. people that are coming up to see what you have. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think that people who come to the show don't really realize how much it costs to even be there for a oh vendor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A vendor really does pay a pretty penny mm-hmm. to just set up and to show you yes. what they have to offer, you know? Uh, and we all pray that we at least break even or do really well. So, right. you know, I have to say we, we were the cutest booth or the we most were. ethereal booth there was. I, I agree with that. I don't uh, know what I'm going to do at Teton. It's just going to be minimalist because I can't I, know, the maximalist, <laughs> I, will, so I, I will miss all those fairy lights. <laughs> I took 900 fairy lights and flowers and oh all kinds everything. We had it all. Oh my gosh. It, it was, was so like much Dionysus's fun. cave over it, there. Truthfully, <laughs> yeah. Was like, this is so cute. It smells so good over here. <laughs> I love it. And I, I think, I think I won... I think I won hands down for the most unique items at a grooming show. Oh, I agree. I agree. People were kind of like, what? Huh? And the one and only trademark poop game was. Oh, yeah. That was. was, (laughs) We had so much. So we'll be bringing you the poop game at Teton, uh, but not at Rocky Mountain because I don't have a booth there. But I will have a booth at Teton and we will have the infamous poop game where there's fun and prizes to be had. It's going to be fantastic. And what dates are they, Michelle? What dates is tea time? Um, it's in May. And then what is Rocky Mountain? June. Uh, Rocky July? Mountain is. It's in July, I believe. It's in July. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're weekend shows, right? Isn't it like a Friday, yes. Friday, Sunday? Yeah, Teton is May 9th to the twelfth. It's really ten to the twelfth, but I get there on the ninth. Uh, and then we leave on the 13th. So it's that weekend. And then. Um... Nope. We lost Michelle for a minute here. 
So let's see if we can <laughs> get her back. <laughs> Here she comes. She's back. Yay. <laughs> I, I, I quick clicked the wrong button. Woohoo. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we lost Michelle for a minute. <laughs> I knew you would come back. I didn't I, stop the recording. I trusted in the wrong button. <laughs> it always makes our podcast all the more interesting. You never know. Oh, I don't we know when. Do, we just knows. do witchy shit. Pop in and out like that. We <laughs> do. We do. I believe that uh, Rocky Mountain is July, the weekend of the 18th through the 22nd. Okay. Ish. Yeah. That's, that's when it is. Those are Those are nice shows, too. And those are areas that were not formally served before. Right. So I like to see the new people. It's going to be really good to have a new experience and meet new people and, right. you know, and get the word out about education and whatnot. I, I that's my favorite, favorite uh, is talking about skin, you know, me. Um, but yeah, I think that those are going to be really fun to do. I've never done either one. Uh, I've done the Teton show once before, but it was owned by a different entity and this is going to be a whole new deal, I believe. Uh, I think Quincy is just going to make it her own, and it's going to go from there, which I'm really right. excited about. Well, I'm anxious to hear how it goes. I uh, will be here at home. Uh, I think I'm good. One show a year. I, I will, <laughs> yeah, I I'm still it. recouping here. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm making jokes because I, I have this big heavy sweatshirt on and it's 75 degrees here in Arizona. So, but I run cold anyway. Sorry. Juju. She does. Yeah. Juju needs love. My she had cold hands and she thought they were all freezing. I'm like, just put them on my neck. Oh my God. We chill down my blood. I'm like a furnace. And that's just on a on a good day. That's not even me having a hot flash. That's why I say you are the yin to my yang. So yeah, and when I do have a hot flash, it's even hotter than that. So I mean, yeah. it's it's debilitating sometimes. I get them. Yeah. He just was like, put, "Oh my gosh, your neck!" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, just put them right here where the yeah. blood goes to the brain. <laughs> Pull that down, will you?" <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the joys of getting older, you know. Yeah. Well, well things that happen, but we, I think we had a really good turnout at our booth. The, like you said, the poop game was so successful. It really was fun. It drew in so many people. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, it was a, 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 it was a great success to have people come and actually try your dew drops that was something that I think a lot of people, and it was, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, that the universe works in mysterious ways, that we were literally across the lane from the aloe people, and they mm -hmm. were doing their lotion and all mm -hmm. that, and then Michelle had um, her dew drops, which are not lotion. It yeah. is an actual barrier product. Yeah, it's a barrier repair product. Um, right. You can use it like lotion, and it is... It's a lot more support for your skin than a right. everyday lotion, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It, we were like the skincare corner because uh, yeah. the, 
the people next to us were the what was it? Yes, face. Face. yes. Face, which is an excellent product for wrinkles and things like that really things. well yeah the the ingredients are some of the ingredients that i would use uh right. in a natural form uh, they did really really well in formulating that and they have it in all kinds of different deliveries uh that you can use depending on what your dog needs so right. uh, shout out to smush face for real yeah squish uh, face amazing squish face squish face squish face yeah Smush uh, face, squish ladies, face. A, yeah, those ladies were were lovely too. They're delightful. Yeah, they very were, delightful. They were great to be neighbors with. So um, it was uh, it was a fun show. It really was. I got to fritter around a little bit. Bobby Panther stopped by. <gasps> and good news, shout it out, shout yeah, it out. Yeah, Bobby stopped by, and she is back with Bobby Panther pet products. So full circle. So mm -hmm. Nildor still owns the company, but they've had a huge corporate changeover and they were brilliant enough to bring the lovely Bobby back mm -hmm. and they never changed her formulations. Mm -hmm. so, so people that loved Bobby Panther, she is now reassociated with her own brand that she started with her name on it. Yeah. Uh, and feel free to frequent Bobby Panther now because Once she again. is. Yes. back on track yeah she absolutely is, yep she is back and i was especially happy because uh, in the earlier days of her her product and doing booths and things i did some demo work for her at the shows and um and so it was a product that i i absolutely loved and adored and i loved the fact that the founder was a part of the product, you know, was like, mm -hmm. would come out and meet with you. And she had hiding yeah. then. And yeah, she's never not like, uh, she's never like just this uh, manufacturer. Oh, I produced right. it. And there it is. And then she was never there. She right. was hands on in person. Yeah. She's so personable and so sweet. Yeah. Uh, super nice to work with. And, you know, I was excited. She was there in her little pink Barbie pumps. So that always makes me happy. <laughs> I had my peas in a pod. Just I know. <laughs> I, had my, I had my pink high top covers yeah. on. But yeah. <laughs> my, you can't do Barbie pumps anymore. They're too old. But yeah, um, too many years on the grooming floor. But, um, but yeah, you know, she, she just looked fabulous as always. Um, and uh, so I was super excited to see her. Um, Melissa Jepson stopped by mm -hmm. and, um, got the, the tour of our booth and all the products and, and, uh, Erin Martin stopped by. Erin Martin stopped by. That's we just right. felt like we just were celebrity crushing yes, the whole, the whole yeah. time. It was um, really, really nice to see those Denise people. Came by, Harrow, Denise Harrow came by. Yeah. Yep. She stopped by, um, Quincy Cole Quincy, came by. Yep, Quincy Cole. We had a bunch. We had yep, a bunch of people. We had people. a lot of people come by. The ladies at uh, Balanced Dog yeah. that I worked with in uh, Marina Del Rey. Now they they have a brick and mortar in Venice. I did some consulting with them. And um, they were a uh, semi-mobile. You know, they had their little hitch trailer, but it's it was like parked in a specific spot. And they would... Um, service the dogs in the Marina Del Rey area where all the high rises are around the, the bay. Um, and now they've actually moved um, into a brick and mortar in Venice. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
and are doing really well. Oh my really God, they're doing fantastic. And just as happy and as successful as they can I be. And they're growing. I so was thrilled to be a part of their journey and to they're just fantastic. be able to come out. I worked with them for a, a week. They had me come out mm -hmm. and work with them and um, and work with their uh, their staff and do some staff training. And so um, those ladies stopped by as well. Um, it was just, and, and the countless groomers that just stopped and said, I follow you. I go, you know, I love you guys. Mm -hmm. And we watch the tea or we listen to the tea or um, just everybody that came by and just supported us. I'm gratitude beyond belief. For Absolutely. That. And anyone who played the poop game and got their photo taken, yeah. if you go to my Instagram, which is all things paw, uh, go to the Instagram and you can see, hopefully you'll see yourself on one of the reels. I did all three days and made reels from all of you. So, and then I also, all your beautiful smile. <laughs> yeah. I, I shared mine as well. So it's, uh, on, um, at the oily groomer on Instagram and then my Facebooks. And, um, so, uh, there's, um, there was a lot that we just got to interact with, you know, mm -hmm. whether it was, um, famous groomers <laughs> or infamous groomers. Right. Um, we had a couple of those too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the everyday groomers, you know, mm -hmm. um, I was thrilled to see, um, uh, Yolanda Farland, who is the modest groomer. Uh, she, I work with her at twin tails and she came out and she was taking classes and doing all that good stuff and getting her learn on there. And she was, came back. She was like our little, uh, showrunner telling us what was going on at this booth or who had what at this booth or what mm -hmm. deals were going on here and there. Um, so it was great to see her another, uh, familiar face and that she, um, she really values the, uh, the ability to get that education. Mm -hmm. and um and and she's an amazing groomer but she's even more amazing now that she's taken all these classes mm -hmm. her skill level she's so excited to like show what she can do now mm -hmm. so and that's why i'm like you know even if you don't take the classes there's so much going on on that floor mm -hmm. like all the demos uh the demos I, were incredible gabriel year. was there uh, yeah. i can i never say his last name right but it begins with an f uh whatever it is he's absolutely adorable um, with his creative dogs. And um, he was there at the Andes booth doing his thing. Um, I managed to uh, run and drop off a little care package to Jonathan David over at the Kenshi booth where I actually, mm -hmm. I got my picture with him and I was so frantic to hurry up to get back to the booth. I, I was actually having a conversation with Jess Adorno and I totally forgot to get a picture with her. I know we're talking about her leg and all this. And I walked after I got back to the booth, I was like, oh my God, I totally didn't even take a picture with her. Um, I did see, uh, Nathan, um, and, um, and his gorgeous winning poodle that he won with. Uh, mm -hmm. so, um, there was so mm -hmm. many people. I waved to the, Olga. The bougie uh, groomer was there. Yeah. The bougie groomer was there. Yeah, we saw her. And so, there was, yeah, there's just a ton of people, a yeah. ton of people. It was just really nice to see old, uh, old friends and meet yeah. new ones. Uh, I've been out of the game for a, a long time as far as booth and shows, but uh, yeah, it was really nice. It felt like coming home uh, first show of the year, a good yeah. start for 2024. Uh, I think it was really awesome. 
Yeah, so. I, I had a good time. And again, it was so nice just kind of seeing everybody. Um, I missed seeing Mary. Usually Mary Aquendo is at a lot of the shows. She wasn't at the Yeah, show. she wasn't there. Uh, she's working through doing some other things. Right. She's getting ready to make a big change. Uh, yeah. and I'll allow her to uh, tell you in her time, but she's making some big change. Angie Coates is making some big changes uh, here in a minute as well. So shout out to her. And I can't wait for you to make it public. And I'm so excited for you. So excited Absolutely. and so happy for you both. Uh, I oh, think we forgot to mention uh, uh, Chris Anthony came by from Evolution. Chris Anthony came by. Oh, yes. and um, I sent some uh, some things to the groomers ball for the swag bags. And we were joking <clears throat> that uh, she says, if I didn't get to thank anybody who did that, because I'm also on town hall uh, with Mary Quendo and Chris Anthony and Denise <clears throat> and Angie. Right. And I said, no, no, I'm going to need a handwritten note of thanks. Ah. Um on a on a bar napkin with ah. a kiss on it, and by gosh, she delivered. I love it. Ah. So I'm gonna frame it, and it's gonna go right here. There so you go. Can see it. There's your space <laughs> for it right there. Yeah. So she was there, and I got that. So absolutely, yeah. we had a good time. We had a really good time. We did. It was it was nice to um to just interact, and I mean it's. It just means so much to me, like running to the restroom, uh, trying to hurry up, get back to the booth, running to the restroom and people just being like, you're the oily groomer. And can I take a picture with you and quick get a picture standing in line in the restroom and somebody like tapping you on the shoulder or whatever and being like, can you take a picture with me? Is it okay? <laughs> you know, or I love that. Like some people are like, you know, doesn't that bother you that you're in the restroom or, you know what? I'm not in the stall. And guess what? I'm vain enough to be like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and take a picture with me. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm enough to know myself well enough to know that I'm so thrilled that you know who I am and that you follow me and that you find value in what I'm doing. That validates me more than anything else that I could ever do than when somebody just comes up to me and just says, I follow you because your posts are funny or I need to hear those kind of things every You're so very often. uplifting and you give them, you give them direction. I think a lot of times, I don't know how many times that I've been feeling doubtful or sad or down or whatever. And you'll come across with some, Oh my gosh, dancing. This is me dancing. When they yeah. said dance. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's Melissa. <laughs> it is. It take, make sure you take, if you do go to these shows, Make sure you take the time to go up and meet those people that you follow and say hello to them because it really does mean the world to them. It really and does. And we go to these shows so that you can, we are accessible. Right. Um, and we want to connect yeah, with you. I'm super introverted. So, you know, people think I'm either standoffish or they think, oh, she's too busy. I'm not. I'm just sitting there with, you know, RBF. That's all yeah. I got. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> so, it, yeah, no just, worries. It's just so nice, you know, when uh, I, like people would stop by the booth and I'd be like, oh, let me, you know, show you what I have up on. They're like, oh, I know what you have. I follow you, mm -hmm. uh, which means so much mm -hmm. that you're because this is such a nameless, faceless thing. The Internet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's so cold and impersonal. 
that when somebody actually says that stupid meme that I posted really, you know, made a difference to somebody or made me laugh and I was just having the worst day or, you know, any mm -hmm. of those things that, that makes it worth it for me to, um, not shirk my responsibility of, cause I, I, a lot of times I wind up setting those things up to post like automated, you know, like mm -hmm. scheduling posts so that I do have posts up. And a lot of times I'm like, man, nobody really cares. And I struggle with that uh, imposter syndrome a lot. Mm -hmm. where That's funny. Cause when I post it, I post it at that moment. I don't have anything scheduled. So if I, if there's 15 posts on Facebook, that's because I was sitting there scrolling and yeah. that's how that happens. <laughs> that's it. That whatever. I was right there. I saw it. It was funny. And I shared it. I half do the that with stories. Like yeah. Half the time I'll share stuff and then I'll get a, a message. Did you see what you posted? Like, do you believe that? I'm like, no, I just thought it was funny. I mean, it's up to everybody else to interpret. I'm not all, right. did you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm like, whatever, you know, it was food for thought, whatever. Yes. But it's nice when somebody actually kind of responds in a more personal way. Um, mm -hmm. And taking that time to like reach out, like I showed you guys, a, a groomer reached out to me that I, I didn't know. I've never interacted with and sent me a message on messenger. Just that it's like that she was inspired by me and my story mm -hmm. and the things that I do. And, and just a general thank you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I'm so grateful for those things because a lot of times we do this and, and we, it's, it's very thankless, you know, it's, it's not that we have a lot of people that say, Oh, this is great. And not that we want to hear that all the time, but it is nice to get validated. Shared a booth with you uh, this year. I don't know how you could possibly have imposter syndrome. You have created ripples that are still rippling against shorelines. Uh, there are so many people who know who you do, who depend on your little boost of positivity during the day. Like they really do respond to you. And I think that was a wonderful thing to see out loud in person. You know what I mean? Uh, so many people follow you. So many people are in love with your your philosophy, what you're teaching, how you teach it. Uh, we all think you're, you're, you're the bee's knees. <laughs> I just, you know, I just let my crazy out. I just let it show it is who I am. Um, you know, and I just, you know, you struggle. I, I think a lot of people struggle with who they are. And, they do. and so a lot of the stuff that I post is, is for me. And if, and, and I hope it helps somebody else because I know there's a lot of people out there that are like me mm -hmm. and that, you know, let those voices live rent free in their head that tell them that they're not good enough or that nobody wants to see or hear those things mm -hmm. or, or you're too much. Yeah. Well, that's always yeah. a big one for me. And I'm a minimalist and Melissa, you're never too much for me. I, I, I love all of it. Even though I can't express myself that way, I appreciate you expressing <laughs> yourself to your fullest. I encourage it. I think it's beautiful and I love every minute of it. <laughs> it's just all, all of that is, is in me. And it's like when, uh, like I joke around and people, and I say people don't 
recognize me without my glasses on. Like people, like if I had my glasses on my head like this, or I had them hooked on my thing, they would be like, oh, I didn't know it was you, or I didn't recognize you. And so I- glasses are signature. (laughs) So I I always joke and say, it's, I'm the, I'm the opposite of Clark Kent, of Superman. You know, he takes Mm -hmm. his glasses off and turns into Superman. And I put my glasses on and turn into the oily groomer. And truly- it is a persona for me to like really step into the fullness of who I am creatively and what, mm-hmm. what I believe and how I feel about things. And it, there's a, there's a safeness in that, I think, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, that's a separate persona than my private persona. Right. You know, and, um, and it, it's like, and if you don't know this by now, then you probably don't follow me, but I'm, I'm a huge fan. I love RuPaul and, and Mm -hmm. all things drag. And I just believe that they are very unique artists and, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a form of drag for me, Mm -hmm. you know, with all my hair pieces and jewelry and my glasses and all of it, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, it's just a way of expressing myself. And I think a lot of people want to be able to do that, but they're afraid. And I want to give people license to, be who they are. Because sometimes all it takes is someone, even a stranger, giving you permission yeah. to do what's in your heart. And your heart says, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it yeah. for that one person. Yeah. <laughs> and you end up opening a door to a lovely, happy rest of your life because now you're free to express yourself. And uh, I, think I love that, that. I think that you do that in the sense where, you know, so many groomers are interested. Like for me, I always joke around and say that, you know, I'm, I'm the queen of woo woo or the original woo woo groomer, you know, out there. Cause, um, but I, I give myself license to be that and to step into that role. And you, especially being a mentor for me, you are the first person that I ever ever heard or took a class and heard say spa Mm -hmm. like because i had been saying it and i had been Mm -hmm. been just fumbling through what i was trying to build spa and Mm -hmm. so i took your class and it just you just let the beast loose Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it was like there's a lot of groomers in the pet industry um that feel that way we all deep down love something shiny we're like birds yeah Uh, we love our bling we love our our shiny we like our tarot cards and our our astrology and our whatever whatever and all that thing all those things mean something to us collectively and individually uh and a lot of us are like that and i don't think that that part of them was being addressed until you really came along uh, you know, I had to be very sciencey, especially at the very beginning, because of right. my association with who I was repping for, right. uh, which is always nice. And I still feel that way. I, I feel very sciencey, I suppose. I'm not very blingy. Um, but I do acknowledge that there are those among us who really do need that to feel oh, absolutely. to feel free and fulfilled. And it's a part of them. And it's hard for them to not have their purple hair or not have their wild smock that's all blinged out. You know, that's yeah, very but, much a part of who we are as an industry. But I also think that you gave you kicked in the door to give license to an alternative way of thinking about how you're caring for that animal. And that's what I mean. As a holistic groomer, for me, people be like holistic because I always advertise myself as that. 
And mm-hmm. that, that was a moniker that I took on, meaning the whole animal. And mm-hmm. so when I took that class with you, that was the first time anyone had ever addressed uh, the whole entire animal and not right. just the fur. Mm-hmm. And you you talked about things that I was trying to look at and they'd be like, oh, you're not a vet. You can't do that. Or mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're only a groomer and groomers shouldn't be, you know, delving into skincare or, but Holy I came cow. from a, right. But I came from a background of hairdressers right. and that's, that's what hairdressers do. Mm-hmm. And so I always looked at it that way. And then when I took that class with you, because Michelle and I weren't always friends. Michelle was a men- like somebody I took classes. Mm-hmm. She didn't know me from Adam. We were always friends. We just didn't yeah. know it yet. <laughs> but, you know, my woo-woo will kick in and say we were always friends. I think we were sisters in another life and sometimes Fair. mothers because she will she will reprimand and tell. Uh, I didn't even say that, Aaron, the whole trip, I'd be like, mm, mother's voice. That means we were <laughs> I was out of control at some point and she was telling me. <laughs> okay, take it down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think that there's there's something to say for being that type of groomer. That you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I wanna say and I'm gonna get out there and 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 uh just kind of damn the torpedoes and I'm interested in skincare. I'm interested in doing more than just the aesthetic haircut, which there's nothing wrong with. It's not that that's a bad thing, but it Mm -hmm. just isn't everyone's cup of tea either. Yeah. And I believe that all of us have our individual perspective of what grooming is, what it can be. And we bring so much else because we have hobbies and interests. And sometimes we are sparked by something somebody said, and I don't want to miss that. Right. Uh, I don't want to miss. Yeah, she may have the pinkest hair, the wildest makeup, this, that, and the other. But then she'll ask me a question that I've never thought of before. Right. And I'm like, oh, I want to. I want to nurture that. Yeah. I want that to come out because look how much we're missing by insisting that we, as pet groomers, uh, fit into some kind of a mold or frame or boundaries. Right. You know, I'd like to have all that creativity unleashed. Everybody uh, in this industry is creative in some form. Uh, and I want to see that nurtured as well as just the pet grooming, uh, as well as the pet grooming. But there are so many other things that we could nourish and enrich this industry with if we just allowed people to step outside the box for a minute and not downgrade them or say, well, that's not how it's done. Well, yeah. why not? Let's explore it. Is it valid? Well, look uh, at just, because, just because we've never done it before doesn't make right. it not valid. So let's look, explore those things. Look at, look at how many are, are taking on additional titles. There's mm-hmm. groomers in that are now trainers yes. or behaviorists or... Yeah. Um, you know, you have Chrissy Newmeyer Smith, you have mm-hmm. uh, Sandra, the um, enrichment groomer, right? You know, you Samantha. have Samantha, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, you have all these amazing groomers coming forward mm-hmm. and saying, Yes, I, you know, I am a groomer, even though I don't groom like you groom. Mm-hmm. And there's room for all of us in the industry, so much room. Yeah. So much, and your people will find you. Absolutely. Uh, people that agree with your philosophy will find you because you're expressing yourself to the best of your ability. Uh, and I want to see all of that expression. Yeah. Uh, no matter what 
it takes as long as the dog's not being harmed and you're not harming absolutely and you're growing within yourself and within the right. industry more power to you ladies and gentlemen and everything in between i just i feel like and can we say gentlemen how many gentlemen have joined the yes lab? we noticed yes uh, when i first started the few and far between uh, men that were included in this industry were just sparse, little bitty handful of, yep. of people who were grooming beautifully, but you just didn't see it. Now you oh, walk wow. into the grooming at the, uh, the vendor hall and wow, yep. wow. Welcome to the industry, gentlemen. Yeah. All kinds of guys are just into it. They love shops, it. they groom, they show, they do they, all this. They're just bringing that little, that different perspective into yes. a, a female dominated industry. Yes. So it's nice to have a little bit of a mix up with uh, not so much estrogen and a little bit more testosterone mm -hmm. and a little bit more male energy. Mm -hmm. And to just come in and diversify this industry a little bit more. Right. Um, right. I really do love it. Uh, and all the people uh, are just, it's changing, I think, so much for the better because we're allowing people to step outside the box. Yes. It's no longer, this is how you do it. This is what we've been doing for 40 years and this is yeah. how I'm going to teach it. It's so much different than that. People should be able to grow. They should be able to speak, you know, the things that they have in their heart and explore those aspects of grooming that no one's ever explored before. You know, and I really do believe in that and express themselves. Absolutely. Because I, I truly believe that the majority of people that are in this industry have been drawn to it because they are an artist. They have an artist spirit. And when you look at artwork in itself, there are poets, there are painters, there are sculptors, there are, mm -hmm. there's a, a, a microcosm mm -hmm. of all different talents. And that's what I see our industry like, mm -hmm. that it is opening up these doors to people that do, oh my gosh, like the creative stuff and the Coke card. Mind-blowing, yeah. Just yeah, mind-blowing, yeah. It's just such beautiful talent. Talent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just to watch somebody like, oh, the universe was kind to us and let us see Mackenzie Murphy on more than one occasion in an elevator. Right. <laughs> and stop hogging the elevator, Mackenzie right. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like to just see the artistry of her gorgeous grooms mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to perfected structure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, just to see those things. And then there's somebody like you that has your lookbook that shows mm -hmm. the progression of coat regrowth from, mm -hmm. you know, whatever damaged it. Mm -hmm. And then there's somebody like me that I'm at my booth and I've got things like, like a success crystal grids <laughs> and, you know, and crystals and sage and smudge and all that kind of stuff. And it's like there's space for all there's space of that. for all of us, absolutely. And, and it it and it doesn't clash. Uh, I, no. I think that's what the beautiful thing about it is. I read uh, a post. I think either yesterday or the day before, when someone had posted that her her parents themselves still weren't talking to her because they still didn't believe that uh, grooming was a real career. And they were still asking her, well, when are you going to get a real career? Real job, yeah. Meanwhile, she's purchased a beautiful house. She's raised two children. All her cars were purchased by her, her career. Like she's lived a wonderful, fulfilling life. 
I think it's time. It was it's way past time yeah. for people to understand who are not in the industry that this is an actual career. It is a trade and it will absolutely bring you a really nice life, a nice, comfortable and on up to a luxurious life, depending on how much you want to work and what angle you're taking. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. You can absolutely be that, that superstar if that's what your goal is. Um, I think it's brought me a really nice life. I, I, I've had all the big houses and the fancy cars and I'm back to my little cottage bungalow that I love dearly because I'm an introvert. I don't need all that space. I don't need all those things. Um, and I know you that's just me. Them to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people do desire those things and want those things. And this career will make it possible to get you into any level of lifestyle that you desire. Um, it just depends on how you want to work it. Right. So this is a viable career choice um, rather than worrying about having to fall back on being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, uh, this is it. This is a really good career and it can lead to so many other so things. Many. Well, there's so many avenues and the more you educate yourself about finding your niche, find what sparks your flame, your passion. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, you know, go to these expos because that's going to help you see all these different avenues that are out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know groomers that have completely, they were groomers for years and they completely stopped being groomers and they became reps for companies. Yeah, not only rapture companies, they become representatives for the government. Like right. I've seen it happen. And they advocate for pets and That's for right. industry and things like that. So I mean, the sky is the limit. This is this pets aren't going anywhere. We're no. always gonna have pets. We're always gonna have dogs and cats in our lives, uh, among other exotic animals. I don't want to leave any of those out, but I mean it's always gonna be a thing, and the care for them will always be a thing as well. Um, so there are all aspects, you know, um, the legal aspects of being in the industry, uh, the artistic aspects of being in the industry, financing, teaching, education, um, actually doing the work of it. You know, our soldiers in the trenches doing those 10 dogs a day. We mm -hmm. feel you, sweethearts. We feel yes. you. We've been, been there, there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> We're we right feel beside you, you in spirit. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. I just can't do that anymore. So no. I morphed and did something else. Uh, but this, this career allows you to do that. There's so many opportunities to be had. And sometimes you can just make your opportunity. I remember when the creative wasn't really a big thing, just a handful of people in it. And then the people who were doing it became the vendors for the movement of creative. Right. And that's a whole new thing. So you can make your own way through this industry uh, and still be relevant and valid and loved and cherished and, and contribute. So, um, you know, I think the sky's the limit. I, I love the animal field. I love it. I love the animal industry. I think it's very fulfilling. Um, I will never leave it in some form. I will always have my hand in it one way or another. Uh, I can't see me leaving until the day I draw my last. Uh, it's just been a, it's been a wild ride. Uh, and I've loved it from beginning uh, to present for sure. And I feel the same way. I mean, and I was told because of injury and, you know, you have to pick a different job. You have to find something else to do. And I was just devastated. And I, and I was on a job interview one time and they said to me, and it was a non-grooming mm. interview. And, and, um, and they said to me, well, everything on your, your resume is grooming related. And I said, well, it's been my 
my entire life, basically, you know, even when I had other jobs, I was a, a massage therapist and, but I was still trying to apply that because animals were always just a, an integral part of my life. And they said to me, well, who are you without grooming? And I looked at them and I said, not myself, not me. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, I don't, I don't think I'm cut out for this. It was like a desk job, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I just don't think this is for me. And I left the interview. And when I left that day, I made a, a promise to myself. And I said, I will find my way, my space and how I can stay in this industry and be relevant, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I've worked really, really hard to maintain that and to mm -hmm. stay in this and be passionate about it. And I know that it's not for everyone. And I know that I'm not for everyone, but I'm not supposed to be. Right. And so for those of you out there doing those same things and thinking or hearing you shouldn't groom anymore. Well, maybe you can't groom anymore, but there are still other things you can do within the industry. There are we, hundreds of other avenues to oh take. Oh my gosh. And we need instructors. We need people mm -hmm. so desperately to teach. And if teaching isn't your thing, then, you know, get out there and, you know, if you like products, if you like, you know, any of that mm -hmm. stuff, throw your hat in that ring and get out yeah, there and see what happens. Start doing a bunch of different things until right. something sticks and resonates with you. Uh, you'll find chances. it. Yeah. You'll find it. You absolutely but will. Going to the expos, mm -hmm. getting taking that step to go one more, one level up in the industry mm -hmm. and get out there and see who's out there and see what's out there. Educate yourself and you'll find your spot. You know, you, I agree. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that these expos are, are very, very important to our industry. Mm -hmm. And they can be magical. Oh, they, yeah. They really can. You'll meet that when you're ready, you will meet that one contact who will take mm -hmm. you to the next door, who will take you to the next thing. Uh, and then you'll wake up one day and be like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. This is so incredible. I never thought that I could do this. Yeah. Until you start believing that you can. Uh, so I want to be the one to give you permission if you need it from my heart to yours. Uh, go for it. You know, yeah, you don't have to be a competition level groomer to no. be very fulfilled within this industry. Um, there are places for everyone here. Uh, everyone. Uh, so just uh, find your spot and speak. And they're all welcome on the, and they're all welcome at the expos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we see everything from beginning groomers to, uh, you know, career lifetime, you know, groomers mm -hmm. at the shows. So yeah, I believe so. It's, it's, I think it's an important thing for us to show up. Yeah, show up. Absolutely. Show up. Show up. Wake up. Show up. Yep. Do the very best you can every day. And then show out. Because that's me. <laughs> I'm gonna, if, I, if I'm going to show up you know I'm going to be ready. So. <laughs> so here's to you, my fellow groomers and everybody who's yes. interested in the industry. May your next sip be just as delicious and fulfilling as your last. And we're going to see you again in about a week. Hopefully. Yep. So we'll hopefully. see you then. Bye. Juju says bye. <laughs>